Welcome to episode four of Twisney World. We need to talk about theme parks. Um, it's been a while. We both had existential crises. Is that the the plural of crisis? I think it is. Um, related to living in a dystopian future, but it's the dystopian now. And funnily enough, that actually is going to tie in with uh, today's episode. It's very timely. But before we get started on actually talking about our subject for today, we need to start off with a cocktail. Um, Ari, take it away. All right. So you guys might even be able to guess what it is that we're talking about based on the cocktail we're going to have today, which is called a blood and sand. So this is a classic cocktail that was named after... Rudolph Valentino's film, Blood and Sand, which came out around 1926, I want to say, 1926, 1930. Um, so it's based on that film. And it's a drink where when you hear what's in it, that's fair, but I think it's something you can play with. Um, and I, I enjoy it personally. Um, so we're going to make it and you guys can uh, take it or leave it. So what we're going to do is put in an ounce of a blended scotch whiskey. So with this drink, this is not when you're using Lafrague. Like, don't use something really peaty. Don't use something that has like that much character because it's going to overwhelm everything else. Uh, an ounce of fresh squeezed orange juice, three quarter ounces of sweet vermouth, and three quarter ounces of cherry hearing liqueur, which to me is one of the best cherry liqueurs you can get. A lot of the other ones are nasty, but this one's delicious. Um, and then you can also add, and I always do, a teaspoon of lemon juice. I do it because I feel like otherwise it gets almost too rich, and the lemon juice sort of cuts that richness down. So I prefer it that way. You don't have to. All right, are you guys ready to shake it up? Okay, yeah. Let's go. Okay, here we go. Um, and I thought I would mention the whiskey that I am using. Uh, I'm using Famous Grouse. It is not an expensive whiskey. It's pretty medium price point. So not everything that we make here, you have to buy something crazy. You can get a really, you know, moderately priced whiskey that works in this drink. Uh, so don't go crazy. Just buy and The whiskey I'm using, I found in the back of my liquor cabinet. Um in my house which used to belong to my grandparents and I'm pretty sure it's from the 70s I don't remember what it is but um that's probably gonna work perfectly yeah I'm really excited about it okay are are we tasting this yeah okay here we go oh that's good yeah see I like it I think it works yeah that's pretty bomb all right, so should we, now that we've got our beverages, should should we go? All right, yeah. So here we go, you guys. We're going to talk about, I can't even like say this without starting to laugh, so I'm sorry. We're going to talk about 
an idea that when we heard about this in like back in 2015, we both were like, what the fuck? And it turns out our feelings on that have not changed. Um, and what this is, what we're going to talk about is the idea of a Hunger Games themed theme park. Let that sit with you. Let it sit for a moment. Really marinate in this. Yeah. Well, the episode's over. Um, thanks everyone for joining us. Remember That's- to drink up until the rides go down. Yeah, I I need to drink right now. All right. So a little background information. In 2015, Lionsgate in announced that they were like, what up, bitches? We're making a Hunger Games themed theme park. Um, and it was going to be called, I think it was going to be called Avatron Park. And the idea behind it was it was going to be unlike a traditional theme park. They were going to use, air quotes, new technology to create fully immersive experience through immersive virtual environments. Um, and it wasn't actually just going to be Hunger Games themed. They were also going to be adding Twilight. Which I just need to be like, you know what that's called? Go to Forks. Just right. go to Forks, Washington. Those people are were raking money in for that. And um, it's it's realistic because Forks really is just like that. Um, also Divergent, which was apparently so successful they never actually finished the movies. Um, and this was my personal favorite, the Step Up franchises, which actually sounds like my fucking worst nightmare in terms of a theme park. Hey, an entire theme park based on people that can't dance, dancing. No. Um, so they were going to build it in Atlanta, Georgia. And they were going to be using the expertise of, like, essentially Hollywood's leading visual effects pros. And they kept talking about how it was going to be next gen, where the idea is, like, your perception becomes reality. And a lot of people were phrasing it as, like, Disney World for geeks, where they were going to be using motion sensors and stuff that they kept calling augmented reality. So people were saying that there was going to be – it was basically going to be, like, this holographic – interactive experience where you would explore all these lands and interact with it i think the idea was kind of similar essentially to kind of what they're doing in galaxy's edge now or Mm -hmm. what was promised with like the galaxy's edge um theme park that maybe didn't quite come to pass where like your decisions fall you through the park this is what they were saying was going to happen. There was going to be two hotels. There was going to be retail. It was also inexplicably at night going to turn into um, a nightclub. So the whole point of it was supposed to be like, it was really supposed to be more for like an older group of people. It wasn't necessarily just supposed to be about children which i guess like essentially the people that were like oh disney's for babies right they were like maybe the universal people i want a theme park about dating 200 old 200 year old men and about murdering other teenagers or i'm not going um and can i just say this right now i I have to say a thing 
So one of the sections of the park that was proposed was a, re a recreation of District 12. And I just like, really? So like, for entertainment, we will now be paying to walk through this indigent, downtrodden area where people are literally so poor, they are starving in the streets and eating garbage. And we're paying to go there. And all I could think was, that kind of sounds like something people from the Capitol would do. Right. And now they're like unironically turning it into an actual theme park for all of us, which is really depressing. Um, and really tone deaf, I guess, is the way that I would phrase it. Like, what were, like, the food options going to be? They just give you, like, a bow and arrow, and you go, like... Oh, girl, there was going to be Pita's Bakery. Oh, that actually probably would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was going to be the bakery, but I just... That part, all I could think was... Katniss would hate that. Right, like, it's basically, like, the people that made this idea actually didn't understand literally the entire point of the book and then decided to act in a way the villains would act and um, there's actually a quotation from the vice chairman of avatron because i guess you know surprisingly people were like should there be a theme park about children being forced to kill each other in gladiatorial battles and uh, He's quoted as saying, there are so many positives about these movies, starting with the fact that she's an empowered young woman. And I just want to be like, I'm sorry, but that is the most disingenuous thing I have ever heard in my life. Like, that is a Nobody ever before was like, we're going to base an entire theme park on an empowered young woman. It's not happening. And so the fact that that was called out as the reason why they're building it kind of just, it does not ring legitimate to me because like think of how much, you know, women have asked for more representation or asked for like, you know, the ability to have characters that are like fully developed and as interesting as male characters and everybody gets rebuffed and suddenly we're gonna build a theme park and that is why. And I'm like, is it that or is it because the Hunger Games as a franchise made ass tons of money? Right. If they want like an empowered female, like intense theme park, is there going to be a Gone Girl theme park? Like, <laughs> with an amazing Amy ride where you're just murdering people? Like, <laughs> I don't know. And then the other thing that drove me sort of insane about the quotation was thinking about the fact that like, if you asked Katniss, I don't think that she would be like, I'm an empowered young woman. I think she would be like, I just wanted a normal life where I didn't have to kill people and I got forced into this and literally everything that has happened is because I was backed into a corner and had to do things to survive. Things I'm not proud of and probably don't want to be reminded about in the theme park gift shop. Yeah, it just doesn't... It just basically, like, takes the whole point of the story and it kind of slaps that in its face. Like, it's really tone-deaf sounding. Well, apparently, it was tone-deaf enough 
it was supposed to open in 2019. So it was supposed to open last year, but by 2016, the project had been shut down. So spoiler alert, everyone, there is not an Avatron smart park based on the hunger games um, in Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, I, I can't even imagine what hunger games themed rides would be. And I think one of the things, at least for me, that probably rings true now especially is that whether or not that would have worked back then, every franchise they talked about putting in there, I feel like is at a point where it's over now. Like, Yeah, it would be doomed to failure. Yeah, people don't really have an interest. Like, I... I don't see that, like, Twilight has, like, this huge fandom. It's not like Harry Potter. Like, a lot of the people that were into that moved on from it. And it's not like it's being carried forward. Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) Right. All those people read Fifty Shades of Grey. And let's be real. Do you want that as a theme park? Because I don't. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, That's just called, like, not safe for work. Um... (laughs) Or, like, step up. No, does he... I mean, like, does anybody even remember that? No. So, I think all of those things don't really, like... They have no staying power. And not only that, but, like, right now, at least the way I feel about, like, my current situation in life, I feel like I'm already living in, like, a post-apocalyptic world. Um... I don't actually want to go to a theme park that celebrates that. That's, like, only fun when, like, everybody's lives are okay. Um, and they're not right now. Like, we're living and in the that- middle of a pandemic. We have, like, insane stuff going on all over the world right now. Like, there's a lot of people that are completely disenfranchised by our own government, at least in the United States, but all over the world probably, too. Do you really want to go to a theme park that celebrates that as like a fun diversion which is i'm glad you brought that up too because it's especially it's especially weird now but even then i kept thinking i mean part of the point that we talked about with themed entertainment is that it's an escape and you can have scary moments in escape but you also need these moments of rest and delight so when you go to wizarding world of harry potter yeah you have escape from hogwarts but you also have moments where you're going to honeydukes and you're sitting in the hog's head and right, you're, you're having butter beer Yes, there's these beautiful moments of rest. And the, the Disney has that to a T with the moments of rest. The Hunger Games is written in such a way, and purposefully so, that those don't exist. There are no moments of delight. There are not moments of joy. It is painful and bleak, and it's supposed to be that way. That doesn't really scream themed entertainment for you know relaxing and enjoying yourself and escaping from your everyday life and it shouldn't right like the most exciting sounding stuff or like the stuff that could actually be turned fun is like the battle moments if you turned it like kind of like american gladiator style or like laser tag 
but it, it kind of like, how do you make that feel like they're talking about augmented reality and making it feel real? Do you want it to feel real when like the point of it was that you're murdering children? And then the other stuff that's like interesting or could be seen as fun is like the lifestyle of the capital. But in this environment where you're supposed to be the underdogs, do you want to be like, I'm getting my hair done like I'm in the capital. I'm the ruling class that murders children. Like, I actually would not feel good about that then. Because you're not supposed to. You're supposed to think those people are gross. Like, they have a whole scene in the book where these people just have, like, mass amounts of food. And then they have a drink that makes them throw up so they can eat more. Like, was that going to happen in one of the restaurants? (laughs) Like... (laughs) There's abattoirs, everyone. Yes, like, it just, I think it's good that this didn't work, but don't worry, everyone. That doesn't mean, just because it didn't work in Georgia, doesn't mean it didn't come to fruition in other places. Um, And in our next segment, we're going to talk about that. So it turns out that there were a couple places that were like, hell yeah, we want to go forward with Hunger Games themed um, entertainment, which once again, as you probably have figured out, um, we think is fucking bonkers, but they apparently didn't. So the first place um, is a part called Motion Gate Dubai, and they have two rides. So they've got something called the Pan Am Aerial Tour. It's just a motion simulator. It's a Star Tours knockoff. Uh, That's the best way I can put it. It's like you're in like an aerial thing and then you're looking at Pan Am and you get shot down by a bunch of like people on either side of the conflict. And then the one other ride is the Capitol Bullet Train. And literally all it is is just a regular steel coaster And there's just a giant Mockingjay emblem sitting outside of it. So there's literally no theming. It's a steel coaster and they're like, stick a fucking Mockingjay in front of this and call it a day. Um, And so this kind of stuff is exactly what Ari and I talk about in terms of kind of like the most egregious BS sort of theming in existence. Where it's like you slap the name of a property on something but beyond, like, just the name or, like, the most, like, window dressingy details, you don't really give a shit. You're just like, this is popular. Let's theme it to this. Um, and so, just to be perfectly clear, I have not gone to Motion Gate Dubai, neither has Ari. Um, but I did research by looking at their promotional materials and going on their website. And... There's not a whole lot that makes you go, wow, I'm really going to, like, if I was going to go to Dubai, that I would would even stop here. Um, And I think, I sit there and think, oh, my God, like, look at the Hogwarts Express. If you really wanted to do that bullet train to the Capitol right, 
study how they did the Hogwarts Express at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. You could actually make that interesting. You could actually make that because Hogwarts Express does that beautiful way of making it simultaneously. It's got the moments of rest and beauty. And then it also has the moments of like, oh shit, this is a little scary. And I will say, you know, earlier in the segment, I talked about how there aren't really moments of rest in the uh, Hunger Games series. And there still really isn't, but there's tiny moments on that train where PETA and Katniss, mostly PETA, but PETA and Katniss are able to sort of take a little bit of enjoyment out of some of the things they're experiencing on the train. Um, and so that's something that could have been done. It's just not creative to be like, we made a roller coaster and put the mocking jay on it. Boom, that's your capital train. No, it's not. Right. And even like, I mean, so one of the things that's interesting to me is that that's sort of similar in design to like the Hulk coaster at Universal Islands of Adventure. Um, yeah. Where it pretty much is like, it's green. And and there's a Hulk scream. Um, but they do try, like, they try to theme a little bit, like, the, um, the queue. It's not great theming, but the thing is, the coaster is great, so you're kind of like, I don't really give a shit. This is just fun. Maybe this coaster is the same. I kind of doubt it. Um, so, yeah, Motion Gate Dubai, kind of ho-hum, yawn. But then there's another park. So, Lionsgate Entertainment World in... Zhuhai Hanchin of China. So this place, the design of this is actually kind of interesting sounding. Um, It's kind of fascinating. So essentially the idea of this entire park was that it was Lionsgate's first theme park and they wanted it to be really oriented towards the young adult dating crowd. So the entire thing is designed and marketed towards like Young adults wanting to go someplace uh, together as sort of like a dating adventure. Um, And it's the world's first vertical theme park. So it's not like a big laid out land. It's, it's like in a, um, it's in an already existing building and it takes up several floors. So it's adult oriented. Um, It's movie themed. um, And the people that market it, they said that it's PG 13 by design and it's VR heavy. So apparently it opened on July 31st, 2019. It's totally indoors, as I said before. It's interactive. The weirdest thing I found so far about this is, like, I couldn't find any real pictures. I couldn't either. I looked too. I can't find shit. It's literally, like, mostly, like, promotional design, like, or concept art. I couldn't find any pictures of people actually doing stuff there and granted with the whole COVID situation like it wasn't currently open at the time I was doing research it might be open now I haven't double checked um but I could not find like a single actual photograph of like people currently enjoying it but I was prepared to be like this sounds hella stupid like off the bat and they kind of sold me with some of the ideas by saying like we really know exactly who we're marketing it to and then I read about the the rides. <laughs> so, and then I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> so my personal favorite, which I'm gonna try not to start laughing, 
is the Twilight Saga Bella's Journey. And like in my notes, I literally just wrote, What? (laughs) So (laughs) you it's a dark ride where you're driving in like her little blue pickup truck. (laughs) And it's just a dark ride through the plot of the movie. And all I could think to myself is fucking why? Like (laughs) like, (laughs) this movie. This movie was over, like, how many years ago was that? Like, all these people that were involved in it have aged so far past it that, like, they they don't even want to, like, recognize that they were in the movie. Like, are people still talking about it? Like, like, does anyone really care? I just don't think so. Like, I remember when Disney was like, you guys, we're doing an Avatar theme park. And I remember being like, fucking why? Once again, because if you ask me to name one character for the Avatar movies with a gun to my head, even though it was a beautiful movie, like, I agree. The, the special effects were beautiful, but it was just Dances with Wolves, Blue Cat People. I could not name one person in it, and I would die. So to me, that is a sign of, like, a property that doesn't really have staying power. That's Twilight. Yeah. Like, it was a zeitgeist yeah. of its time. And now no one cares. And they were like, what if we made this in 2019? And what if we made like a like a slow dark ride? Which is basically like something you can go on with the whole family. But they're like, this was marketed towards adults. It's PG-13 by design. What does that mean? Like, is there a scene where there's like vampire sex? Like, I- right? Are you talking? Are you talking to your kids and being like, in my day, this is what really got me off. <laughs> right, like, I don't want to ride that with my family. Do they have like a scene where they're playing like the vampire baseball? Like, honestly, oh, I girl, you know of, they do. I kind of want to ride this just because like it sounds so cringy. And they were like not content with that. They were like, what if there was another Twilight ride? So there's also something called the Midnight Ride, which is virtual reality reality on a motorbike. I'm just going to guess that it's similar to Flight of Passage. So you're on motorbikes and you're like, you've got a VR headset and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that might be kind of cool. Like you're driving along, there's wolves and shit. But they're already behind, in my opinion, because on Flight of Passage, they're like, yeah, bitch, you're riding a dragon. And you can like feel it breathing and shit, which is really cool. I don't know, like, maybe you can feel, like, the motorbike exhaust and, like, if you accidentally, like, press your legs in, like, you get burnt a little bit. Like, that might be exciting. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, ah, exhaust. Like, maybe that's what happened. But then they also have something called the Mockingjay Flight, Rebel Escape. It's just another 3D simulator. And then the shit that I was like, what? Was they had, like, something called Capital Couture where you could get, like, outfits and, like, your hair done, like, the capital, like, basically, like, capital-style outfits and hairstyles. And, like, I hate to admit that I was like, oh, actually, that sounds kind of baller. Even no, though, when I saw that, I was like, mm, I hate myself, but I'd probably do this. Like, I would do it, even though, once again, it's totally counterintuitive to the entire point of the whole book series. It makes no goddamn sense. Like, you really shouldn't be doing that. Also, it kind of, it's weird that they're, like, fight against your oppressive government. That's the theme of this. 
I'm just gonna let that. There's a long ellipses. And and to be clear, that would also be weird in America. Yes, yes. So (laughs) anyhow, I don't entirely understand why anybody would go. This is a good idea. But, like, I'm sort of fascinated by this park, especially because there is, as far as I can find it, no, like, pictures or anything of people actually, like, enjoying it. So, like, I want to know. Like, is it real? What if it didn't happen? Right? Like, but it says it opened July 31st in 2019. But then when you go and, like, look for anybody enjoying their time there, you don't actually, there's no, it's mostly just concept art. It's very odd. So, at any rate, out of all of the things that we talked about, Lionsgate Entertainment World is the only one that sounds, like, vaguely entertaining. But it's also hard to tell if it's just entertaining sounding in concept. I think obviously one of the issues with things like this is when it's really technology and VR heavy that that stuff tends to actually age faster and look shittier than a lot of the stuff um, where you actually use like practical effects. I mean, think about the fact like people today still love, and there's still huge lines for like Disneyland's haunted mansion, but then a lot of like really VR heavy stuff, like, um oh god what is the ride in epcot mission to mars yeah that shit's boring like i'm just gonna say it i wrote it one time and i was like okay i've never written it again and it's because like it's just not it didn't keep up with the times it's not very interesting they ended up having to like create two sides to it because so many people were hurling after they wrote it so there's like a tamer version of it which just hearing about the tamer version made me think oh my god this is gonna be so exciting it's gonna be so insane and then i wrote it and i was like that was it huh so yeah i was actually disappointed when i wrote it too yeah so i think there's a real danger in relying just on like the vr stuff and this like this is like a one-two punch of like vr and also like dead ip that is like literally anywhere from like six to 15 years out of date and that's what they chose to go with like it's not modern at all and they're saying that they're marketing towards, like, the young adult dating crowd. Those people are all now younger than us. Like, like we, they we grew go up. into the theater and see these films. Right. We grew up with reading Twilight. And we grew up with reading, you know, Hunger Games books. I mean, we were, like, young adults when we were reading Hunger Games. But, like, we're, like, full-ass adults now. And they were like, let's open a theme park to the young adult dating crowd. All those people have TikToks. They're younger than us. They're like, what the fuck? What the fuck are these properties? So it's just such a weird choice unless we are so behind like the youths that these are things that have like gone from being cool to uncool to being cool again. Like, are we already at that point? I don't know. Right in youths. I don't even think the youths listen to us. No, I don't think so either. I'm not sure how many people listen to us, but it's probably not the youths. Eight. Ooh, is it eight? No, no, I think there actually are more than that, but... Well, that's exciting. But probably not Hi, now. We took, we took a huge, we took a huge break. 
Sorry, you guys. know what? We're old. Give us a break here. We're old, and it's a pandemic. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much what I have to say about those things. Um, would you go to Lionsgate Entertainment World if you happen to find yourself in China? It, are you asking me? Yeah. Like, who else would I be asking? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I thought it was a rhetorical thing for the listeners. Yeah, but, like, write in listeners. Um, we have an Instagram page. Would you guys go? Have you been? If you've been, oh, my God, please tell us. Like, I hope somebody has been because I want to know about it. I mean, like, you know me with theme parks. Like, would I probably try it? Let's be real. Yes. That's fair. Um, I mean, because honestly, that Twilight Dark Ride, that has got me intrigued. I just... Like, how do you, know, like, me? and maybe that's a secret. People are like, why? And then they have to. Maybe. Like, I'm intrigued. I need, like, somebody to film that. Yeah, all right. Well, listeners, write in or call in. I don't even know how you do that. but I don't either, but you can definitely Instagram us on at Twizney World. Yeah, Instagram us, everybody. Well, I feel like that's it for tonight. I have to go drink more because of this subject. Um, But you guys, I think there's only one thing left to say. There is. Drink up. up Before the rides go go down. One day. Oh, my God. Why? Why (laughs) can't we do this? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Cool. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.